It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is October 4th, 2018. My name is Philip Rossenreich. I'm the expert insight editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You can, of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Thanks for letting me take yesterday off. Just uh, needed to, didn't, uh, wanted to try and get to bed a little bit earlier, so I did not uh, end up recording yesterday. Trying to come back today with a bigger episode. We'll have a full hour-long episode tomorrow uh, with uh, with a guest, so we'll talk all about the magic then. Um, but today I'm going to talk about Nikola Vucevic, uh, give, give his player outlook and what we're expecting from him this season. Of course, a lot of storylines going on with him as the Magic gets, as he gets set to go into his contract year, a big year, and of course the Magic drafting Muhammad Bamba raises plenty of questions too um, that, that need some answering about him as well. But before we get into that, we'll talk a little bit about the latest from training camp and the latest from practice as the Magic get ready for their game against Flamengo on Friday. Flamengo is in town. I checked their roster. They have Bar- Leandro Barbosa and Anderson Vergel listed on their roster, so I don't know if they'll play, but they're on the roster, so... Should be an interesting game. You know, obviously the Magic are focused on themselves. Um, but before we get into all that, I do want to remind you that if you haven't done so already, check out the other great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. The Locked On NBA Podcast is one of the few daily NBA podcasts. We have great guests, great insight from our ex from our hosts around the Locked On Podcast Network. Um, specifically the NBA host covering the national issues, covering the local team issues. Whenever there's a big Magic story that is of national relevance. They call me up and I hop on there, and there's they do that for every single locked on locked up for every single locked on podcast and every single NBA team. There's a locked on podcast for every NBA team. If you're curious and if you want to learn a little bit more about them, say get ready for Monday's game against the Miami Heat. Check out Locked On Heat. I know they do a great job covering the Heat. I've been on their podcast several times and helped them out. Uh, you want to learn about the Spurs because the San Antonio Spurs are coming up. Locked On Spurs is your place to go as well. I think the Spurs are coming up. Maybe it's the Grizzlies. I forget. But there's a Locked On Grizzlies too. So check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network for your NBA fix. Daily NBA fix on Locked On NBA. Team-specific fix on the Locked On teams. Just search for Locked On, the team you're looking for, on iTunes. There really isn't a whole lot going on at Magic Practice right now. Um, they're, they're, they're kind of still rehashing and and trying to grow from the game on Monday against the Philadelphia 76ers. Again, it was the first preseason game, so you don't want to draw too many conclusions. There was good to take away. There was bad to take away. Now it's just about kind of building the consistency. And that was, you know, honestly the big message that I got as the Magic prepare for this game against Flamengo on Friday. They're looking to grow and build off of what they accomplished or what they think they accomplished in Monday's game. Uh, you know, Steve Clifford talked a little bit about it. He said, uh, you know, we did some really good things. Uh, something like uh, 25 assists on four, on, no, it was a, uh, let me get the, let me get this number because it is actually pretty important and pretty impressive um, for the, for the beginning of the preseason. Uh, the Magic 
really did a good job moving the ball in that game on Monday. I didn't even notice this because uh, I don't look at the box scores. But Orlando had 27 assists on 45 field goal makes in Monday's game against the Philadelphia 76ers, which Clifford said, you know, that's kind of what we're going to have to do to be successful. We're going to have to move the ball, keep the ball moving, uh, and, and against a pretty good defense in Philadelphia. Philadelphia will be one of the best defenses in the league probably. Magic did a good job uh, once they got themselves going, um, scoring the basket and keeping the ball moving. Again, it's preseason. Don't read too much into it, but a good sign nonetheless. Um, you liked kind of the overall effort and energy that they that they took, but there was still a lot to work on. Magic gave up 30 free, 37 free throw attempts, I believe, uh, to the Sixers. That's The fouling's got to stop. Again, that's preseason, so you're not going to be super concerned, but that's got to stop. Um, Magic gave up a fair amount of offensive rebounds as well, especially early on. That's got to stop, too. Those are things that, that especially the Magic can control that they want to correct. And, and and Clifford is very much about let's control the things we can control. Let's be disciplined about those things and make it very, very hard for the other team to beat us. And so still plenty to grow from, still plenty to grow with. And, and what I think was one of the big takeaways from, from these days of training camp, from these next days now as the Magic prepare for their next preseason game and for the preseason schedule to really get into its meat is to continue growing and continue building and getting better each day. That, to me, was the general consensus message coming from uh, this part of camp. Obviously, for us, there's a newness, and, um, you know, that that's part of it. But the biggest thing is, are we practicing in a way and then playing in the five exhibition games in a way that we're getting better? To me, that's the whole key to this whole thing anyway, is, you know, you're going to look at some teams will get off to good starts, others won't. You've got to keep getting better in all aspects of the game. That's what allows you to play consistently, and that all starts with the approach that you have in training camp. And so, obviously, the Magic are kind of taking things step by step. There, there is a lot of newness. There is a lot of new things that are being implemented from uh, a new playbook, a new defensive scheme, new language even uh, for, for, for their coverages and, and, and all that, and, and just kind of a new understanding of how the coaches want them to play on the floor. So... There are going to be hiccups. There were hiccups on Monday on both ends of the floor. There's going to be hiccups on Friday. And and the idea then is to just get progressively better. Clifford said on on Wednesday that that practice was was pretty good. The defense looked a lot more organized, which is a good thing um, when they didn't look so organized, especially early on Monday night. Um, it, it's, it's definitely a work in progress, and it should be a work in progress at this point. The Magic still have two weeks until the regular season begins. So... They don't need to be regular season ready today. We're just entering the second preseason game. But the idea is to get better and better and better each time you step on the floor. The idea is to be better today than you were yesterday. I think it's a thing that I've said in every training camp since I started doing this podcast. Be better today than you were yesterday and and, and kind of grow and continue to add things on as you master what you have already. Um, So the idea then is on Friday... Keep an eye out on turnovers. I think that's always a big thing. And how the Magic move the ball. Uh, keep an eye on how the defense is looking. Are they able to, to to play without fouling? Are they in the right spots? Are they giving up open shots? And yeah, against Flamengo, no offense, Flamengo, I want to see the Magic win and win relatively easily. I think that would be a good sign of things to come. And then on top of that, also keep an eye on the rebounding. Uh, again, that's going to be a very, very important part for this team, especially because the team doesn't have guys that are considered great rebounders. I mean, even Nikola Vucevic has fallen off a little bit on, on his rebounding. So those are the things that we want to see the Magic improve on. 
want to see them continue to take steps forward, continue to look a little bit more cogent and cohesive. On the injury front, since I haven't updated it on here, Jonathan Isaac is listed as day-to-day, officially with what is being termed a mild ankle sprain. This is not a serious ankle sprain like it was last year. I've already been seeing people saying he's got ankles made of glass and yada, 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 yada. If you've played basketball before, if you've played any level of basketball, if you've played pickup, if you've shot on a little tyke soup when you were five years old, rolling your ankle, spraining your ankle is part of the game. Everyone does it. Seriously, every single major basketball player has sprained their ankle at some point. There are degrees to the sprain and what you can play through. Jonathan Isaac, to his credit, went through the entire open practice, um, at least what was what they did in the open practice. He dunked. He looked like he was moving fine. Clifford said on Wednesday that Isaac went through all the non-contact portions of practice, and really at this point, they don't see a reason to push him his injury any further. They don't want to aggravate it because, yes, these games don't count. If this were March and the Magic were in the playoff hunt, Isaac would probably be playing. And I have I, I have every belief and confidence that Isaac would be able to play. So this injury is not serious. They're holding him out as a precaution. They're not trying to push him too hard. They're still letting him get his work in. They're still making sure he's on the floor. But they're not putting that ankle at risk of further injury. So don't overreact to the injury news. I don't think it's a big deal. I, I think he's, day, he's literally day-to-day. I doubt he plays Friday. Wouldn't surprise me if he does. But I, I doubt he plays Friday. Probably misses the next preseason game too, just to make sure make sure he's as close to 100% as possible. You don't want these injuries to linger. Ankle injuries do linger. If you play on a sprained ankle, it stays sprained. I've sprained my ankle several times. It stings. It hurts. You don't like putting weight on it. I've played through sprained ankles. It stings. It hurts. You don't want put, to be putting weight on it. And you got to take care of it or else your feet get really screwed up. And you don't want that to happen either. So... Not a huge deal right now. Um, I suspect that Isaac will be fine in two weeks for opening night. I'm sure we'll see him uh, at least once more during the preseason. So bad luck on the injury, but nothing it seems like to be worried about. Before we move on to talk a little bit more about Nikola Vucevic, um, I I do want to give a quick mention to um, our our friends over at Vivid Seats. Of course, the Orlando Magic are getting set to play um, their first preseason game, their first home preseason game on Friday. It is a great chance to get out to the Amway Center. Game's not on TV. The only way you'll be able to watch this game is by getting to the Amway Center. Mo Bamba's official, unofficial Amway Center debut. He kind of debuted, I guess, at the open practice. Um, but this is uh, going to be a, f- uh, a fun night, a great opportunity. Of course, there's more preseason games on the way as well. And so, how you know, if you're trying to get into the game, I cannot uh, suggest or recommend any place more than Vivid Seats. With Vivid Seats, you can attend the concert, show, or sporting event of your choice at a great price. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets at, for all the live events you want to go to. You can sort by price or look for seats in the section and row of your choice. Making things even better, Vivid Seats is giving listeners an exclusive promo code for new customers. They can receive $20 off orders of $200 or more to save even more money. This probably isn't the one to do it for because... If you're buying $200 worth of, of Flamingo tickets, um, I can't help you there. I'm sorry. You're, or, or you're from Brazil, in which case, welcome to the, welcome to the game. Uh, we definitely want to see you there. Uh, just go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. You can use it not just for match games. You can use it for concerts, plays, 
other sporting events. Use it for anything. It's a great, great tool. Use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Every purchase at Vivid Seats is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater and more, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app and enter promo code Locked On for $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event. No player on the Orlando Magic right now probably engenders more discussion or controversy quite like Nikola Vucevic. And it's really not his fault. You know, I fully admit I'm a Vucevic backer. I like the guy personally. He's 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 been been nothing but a model citizen and a great face to this franchise over the last six years. Uh I don't think anyone wants to see this team succeed more than Nikola Vucevic wants to see this team succeed. Um the 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 plain reality though is his contract is about to come up and it's been six years of frustration and losing in a magic uniform. There is no getting around this. That the legacy of Nikola Vucevic is he's gonna be a guy that's at the top of many all time magic lists, but not going to resonate very much uh, in the long term. He will be in the Orlando Magic Hall of Fame one day. That I am certain of. But he won't be uh, in the great pantheon of players. Certainly not for his statistical production. Because really, Nikola Vucevic in his six years has seemingly been all statistical production. Vucevic's value comes in his raw counting stats. You can count on Nikola Vucevic to get you a double-double every night, usually 16-10 or 16-11, um, the average 16-9 last year. You can rely on him to hit mid-range jumpers consistently. He's a solid post player, not the best post player in the world, but a solid post player. He is able now to step out to that three-point line and hit three-pointers, a great tool for, for him to have. But the stark reality is the team still loses despite the production that we see from Vucevic and despite knowing that, yeah, Vucevic is still probably the best center for the Magic, but the question remains, is he the best center for the Magic to win? At this point, I still say yes, but I think that's certainly up for debate. And that's because his defense just has never been able to turn a corner, if it ever could. Vucevic is not the most athletic guy. Defense doesn't come naturally to him. He's improved greatly on that end, but no one fears him. Teams will drive right at him. They'll run pick and rolls right at him. And he just doesn't have the ability, the agility, the the leaping ability even to, to really change anything. And so last year giving up, I think it was 64% field goal shooting at the rim, a mark that was even worse than Maurice Spates. There are and remain big questions about Nikola Vucevic. Now, before the injury, I would argue Nikola Vucevic was playing the best basketball of his career. Before he broke his hand on December 23rd, I really believe that Vucevic was doing some great things on the court. You know, his defense was even the best I had seen him play. And all the rhythm was taken away from him with that long-term injury, and he, he never could get it back. Both shooting from beyond the arc, especially, but also his defensive rhythm. And so, there is this pervasive sense that we are nearing the end of the Nikola Vucevic era in Orlando. His contract, of course, expires at the end of the year. 
Um, and Mohamed Bamba is now waiting in, the, waiting in the wings as the sixth overall pick in the draft. The team is clearly shifting its vision more toward Bamba and, and, and away from Vucevic. That doesn't mean Vucevic isn't valuable in the present. Orlando, I still think, still think wants Nikola Vucevic around. And in fact, an absolute credit to Nikola Vucevic and the kind of person that we know him to be, he's told the media at least that he's not viewing Bamba as a replacement or competition. He's viewing him as a teammate. And he's really taken him under his wing to try and teach him some, some tricks and, and things to look for as he's playing. We know Bamba is extremely talented. And it's because of Vucevic's work to improve as a three-point shooter, in addition to Bamba's work, that, yeah, Steve Clifford is thinking about playing Bamba and Vucevic together. He said Wednesday during practice that they tried it for the first time, and both guys seem to like it. They're both pretty selfless players who can hang around the perimeter and give each other space. Decent passers, for big men especially. Who knows? Maybe it can work. I'm personally still skeptical, but we'll leave that aside for now. The reality is that Nikola Vucevic is still important to this team as a leader, as a presence, as a scorer. He's someone that can create his own shot in, in certain respects. And the Magic can rely on for consistent offense. It's not something that this team has in abundance. But it's also clear that he doesn't quite fit the future for this team. That, yes... He's been very good for this team, at least individually. But the team results have not followed. And I, honestly, I think a lot of the anger and frustration with Vucevic ter- comes down to, A, the legacy of centers for this Magic team. When the Magic are good, they've always had a good center. And he's no Dwight Howard. And B, the fact that he is the face of this franchise for, unfortunately, the six worst years in its history. Vucevic is going to produce this year. He's added something to his game every year. He's gotten better. His three-point shot will be better this year, probably. His defense might even be a little bit better. But the question is, is that enough? Is that enough to keep him in Orlando, to to find a place for him in this team's future? Is he willing to accept coming off the bench, maybe coming back for less money, That all doesn't seem likely. And that again puts Vucevic in this weird, precarious situation where he's not quite the present and he's certainly not the future. Orlando definitely needs Vucevic this year. They need that steady production. I expect him to average 16 and 10 or around there. Shoot about 33-34% from beyond the arc, which would be an improvement from last year. Um, I expect him to be a huge offensive weapon and someone that makes defending the Magic just a little bit harder. But I also don't expect much from him defensively. Maybe a little bit marginally better, but you know, I think it was Zach Lowe of ESPN who put it this way uh, around the time Vucevic was, was at his peak in December. I think he put it in his 10 things. That Vucevic playing at 80% defense, uh, Vucevic playing at 100% of his defensive capacity is an average defender, which is fine. And I think he can be that. But Vucevic playing at 80% of his defensive capacity is simply not good enough for what this Magic team needs. 
And I think that is the unfortunate reality of breaking down and analyzing Nikola Vucevic as a player. He can put up numbers, but what he does has not and may not translate into winning. This isn't news. Magic fans know this about Vucevic. It's been the same same deal with him. And, and for the Magic, at least, they've struggled to find that replacement. They brought in plenty of them, but no one seems to have been able to unseat Vucevic. He's beaten them all. Credit to him. He's played better than all those players. He played better than Bismack Biombo. As much as some people may want to debate it, he probably played better than Dwayne Denman those years. You can uh, Ken Birch, I think Magic fans want to see him play, but Vucevic is far more consistent than Ken Birch, for, at, at least for what he does. And so the Magic are hoping that they've spun the wheel this time and Mo Bamba is ready to take that mantle. If not this year, then next year when Vucevic is likely gone. But at this point, the Magic know what they're getting from Nikola Vucevic. They know exactly who he is and what he is as a player. They're going to do their best to scheme around his deficiencies to to try and win games, but unfortunately, I think the conclusion that we've had for several years with Vucevic remains the same. Vucevic is good for what he is, but he puts a cap on your team. And now Orlando seems ready to maybe take a step back that lid off. And then see where things go from there. Vucevic, again, will start. Especially at the beginning of the season. Vucevic is going to put up numbers. And that's about all you can expect from him. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner. And Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up-to-date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. You can, of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic and like us on Facebook at Locked on Magic. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places you download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. While you're there, check out the Locked on NFL podcast as well. Just like there's a Locked on NBA podcast covering the NBA and NBA teams, there's a Locked on NFL podcast covering the NFL as well as podcasts for each individual team. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are off, but you can get the latest on the decision to start Jameis Winston from Locked On Bucks. The Jaguars battling the Kansas City Chiefs this weekend. Locked On Jaguars is your source for that. And the Miami Dolphins are doing something, I'm sure. But, you know, they got to recover from that loss to the Patriots. Locked On Dolphins is your place for the latest on that. Florida State taking on Miami as well. You can check out Locked On Seminoles to get the latest on the big matchup down in South Florida. Go Gators. Um, there's a Locked On Tigers for there. I think Locked On Gators is is coming. I'm not 100% sure on that. You can, of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. And for the latest on the Orlando Magic, check out orlandomagicdaily.com. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic. This has been Philip Rossman-Reich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. 
You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.